Hello, and welcome back to a brand new episode of The Sports Skinny. My name is Samara Rosenfeld, Director of Content for Guy New York Sports. On today's episode, I am joined by the person who made me into the Mets fan you all know and love. Hi, Dad. Hey, Samara. How are you today? I'm doing well. Living the dream as a Mets fan. Better than living a dream as a Mets fan for the past few years. So this is a good year to dream big things with all the stuff that's going on. So let's get to it. Big things indeed. Yesterday it was announced on January 11th that Keith Hernandez will finally have his number 17 retired. He is just the fourth Mets player to be honored this way. He joins Tom Seaver, Mike Piazza, and Jerry Kuzman. And this took just one full season as the owner for Steve Cohen to do this. Why didn't the Wilpons retire Keith Hernandez's number? Well, the Wilpons didn't have a good sense of their fan base. They were, uh, for me personally, they were all about themselves, doing what they felt was good for themselves. Where I think um, Uncle Stevie, as they like to call him here in, uh, in New York on, uh, on New York radio, he has more of, uh, he's more of a fan, you know, going back to when he was a kid, he's a, a true fan. And I think he just has the pulse of the people. He knows this is what the people want. Uh, so he's going to give what they want. And retiring Keith Hernandez, who was an extremely uh, popular guy back in the 80s, 90s. And, you know, for the younger generation like yourself that didn't get to see him play, you get to hear him on the uh, broadcast. And he, he's been with, you know, broadcasting for like 16 years now. And he does a great job. So I think Steve Cohen realized that um, the Mets organization needed to change and needed to give them base what they want. And I think this is, you know, the right move. You know, uh, some people, I know there are some people that don't like the idea of uh, the Mets retiring numbers of players that aren't Hall of Famers or maybe lifetime um, Met players. But uh, I think uh, that, you know, times have changed. And uh, I think it's the right time going into, I believe it's the 60th year of the Mets this year. 60-year celebration. So I think this, along with the uh, statue that's going to be un unveiled of uh, Tom Siva uh, this year, uh, which was all also uh, long overdue that the Wilpons, whether they were just didn't get it or too cheap to, uh, you know, spend a little bit on a statue. Unfortunately, um, Tom Seaver has now passed away and will not get the, the benefit of seeing a statue go up. Uh, when years ago he could have. Um, so I, I think that's the reason I think that Steve Cohn has just a, a better feel for what the, uh, what his fan base wants. Just to go through some of Keith Hernandez's numbers with his time on the Mets, he hit 297. He won six of his 11 gold glove awards as a first baseman. He was voted the first team captain in history, in the history of the Mets franchise following the 1986 World Series winning season. He recorded three RBIs in game seven of the 1986 World Series. And as you mentioned, since his retirement from the majors, he has joined the Mets TV booth since 1999 and has spent his last 16 years on SNY where he won three Emmy awards for best sports analyst. Did you know that? 
No, I did. I didn't know. I didn't know that. And um, until you told me that, and I read it also uh, earlier. I think you wrote the article, um, uh, and I, I read that, and I didn't know that. I did watch some interviews of uh, of Ron Darling. I saw uh, an Emmy back there, and uh, didn't realize that uh, that Keith had won it. But you know, the funny thing about Keith as well is he did so well in Game Seven, and, and the Mets did. You know. Mets, the Mets did great in game seven of the World Series, but in game six of the World Series, you know, we were pretty much out of it. Boston was leading and we had a miraculous comeback with some crazy plays, you know, Bill Buckner play um, through the legs. And, uh, and Keith Hernandez was actually in the locker room. He was pretty much out of uniform, smoking a cigarette, figuring the game was over, the series was lost. And had to run back, had to get dressed and, and run back and get back on the field to uh, to finish off the game. So uh, he was definitely a character, um, but uh, long overdue for this, in my opinion, and uh, well-deserved. And, and I'll be sitting in the stands come July 9th uh, to watch that game and um, watch him get retired and uh, put up. I know we don't have rafters, but put up in the uh, left field up on the top of the left field um, of city field looking forward to it and you mentioned him being a character while he was playing but i've gotten to see him as a character in the booth and even on twitter when he's tweeting out pictures of his cat haji and updates on the cat and and he really is just a great follow on twitter <laughs> and a really great personality but this news makes me wonder what other former Mets players will have their numbers retired under Steve Cohen's new regime? Because obviously, as you mentioned, the Wilpons weren't for the fans and they didn't honor some of the players in ways they should have. You got to see some of the older guys, as you mentioned. I didn't get to see them. Is there anyone from back in the day that you think might be next or just who do you think gets retired next? Well, again, the one thing that the Mets have done, uh, which I, I kind of like, is that we're, we're very picky. So on one hand, we're very picky on who we retire. On the other hand, we've never had the list of superstars that some other organizations have had. You know, some people think that the Yankees retired too many players. But again, if you look at the players they've retired, you know, you're talking about Babe Bruce, you're talking about Lou Gehrig's, you know, best players ever to live and ever to play the game. Unfortunately, the Mets only in their 60th year uh, don't have um, a lot of Hall of Famers to, to put up there. So I really don't think that there's anybody even from back in, in, in the 60s and in the 80s that probably deserve at this point to be up and get their, their numbers retired. You have an Ed Cranepool that played for the, uh, the Mets his entire career, 16, 17 years. He was a great Met, face of the Mets. People loved him, but he was definitely not a superstar or a Hall of Fame player. So really, in my eyes, uh, the next player uh, to be, uh, to have his number retired is probably going to be your guy, uh, you know, David Wright. Uh, otherwise, I, I really can't see a guy like Dwight Gooden or uh, Daryl Strawberry, who did tremendous things for the Mets, but their off-field activities, I think, will hurt them, and they're bouncing around after that, uh, will hurt them from getting their numbers retired. 
And I think in, in some cases, a few of those guys like Gooden, you know, had some good years after leaving the Mets. Uh, but I think their off-field antics won't allow them to have their numbers retired. Another key player in the uh, World Series was Gary Carter. I believe he only played for us about five, uh, four and a half years. Uh, went into the Hall of Fame as a, a Montreal um, Montreal Expo. And so I just don't think he has enough time in uh, to be uh, considered to retire. So I think uh, after Keith, uh, possibly the next one would be again, uh, uh, our favorite, one of our favorites, um, David Wright. You said it, number five, David Wright. Very well-deserving of getting his number retired. He was one of the three players, along with Ed Cranepool, who played his entire MLB career with the Mets. He spent 14 seasons in the blue and orange, and he could have been on his way to the Hall of Fame if spinal stenosis didn't get in his way. Just to go over some of his numbers, he has a 296 career batting average with 970 RBIs and 242 home runs. He is a seven-time All-Star with the Mets, two-time Gold Glover as a third baseman, and a two-time Silver Slugger winner. He also holds Mets franchise records for the most career RBIs, doubles, total bases, runs scored, walks, sack flies, time on base, extra base hits, hits, and, you know, to take the bad with the good, strikeouts and double plays. He was named captain of the Mets in 2013, just the fourth captain in the team's history. And he was really just an extremely likable guy. So when you look at the way his career ended, it was very sad. And to think it was in 2018, which doesn't seem too long ago that he last played his game. At least to me, it doesn't seem too long ago. I, I feel his, the end of his career was just like flashed before my eyes because one day he's listed as out and then you don't hear anything about him. And then a few weeks later, you see a tweet that he had back surgery. And that was it. He was done. So, you know, 2016, that happens. And he makes his last appearance for the Mets in 2018. But he's just an all-around likable guy, good player. And as I mentioned, he was well on his way to being in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what happened with uh, David, you know, with David Wright, I mean, he was on a projection to uh, his first, you know, number of years, he was on a projection to be a Hall of Famer, uh, had his back, uh, stayed healthy. It's a possibility. You never know what's going to happen. Um, but it was, you know, it was a sad day, but he is a great ambassador for the Mets. Uh, he is well-liked. He always has a smile on his face, always went out there and he played hard even when he was hurt and he tried to get out there and, and play. And I think that's what um, the fans appreciated, you know, he won't be in the hall of fame. Uh, you know, he, he's like our, uh, he's like Don Mattingly from our, uh, you know, we're the stepchildren and, uh, and, and the Yankees are the, are the main team here in New York, but, you know, Don Mattingly had the same situation with, 
you know, him having a bad back, he was uh, on his way. Some people still believe he should be in the Hall of Fame, but he just didn't play enough years. Um, and back issues caused him to retire early as well. Um, so we've seen it happen before. Uh, but as a Met fan, and you growing up as a Met fan, uh, loving Mike Piazza and, and then loving David Wright, uh, he was just great uh, for the team. Uh, he did get to play in a World Series, did pretty well in the World Series in 2015. Again, a soft, uh, you know, uh, a hard thing to talk about 2015, where, I, you know, I believe we, we should have won that, that series against Kansas City. Um, some major mistakes in, with our bullpen and some maybe Matt Harvey not uh, pitching that last uh, inning. But, um, but I think David Wright deserves to have his number retired for everything that he's done for this club. And I think he'll continue on as an ambassador for the Mets for years to come. You'll see him at the ballpark. You'll see him at spring training. And uh, I, I had heard or I had read that, that they wanted him maybe to be a, uh, a bench coach this year on the, on the show, Walter. And when um, he decided to stay in California with his family. So I would have loved to have seen him in the uniform again um, in the dugout, but uh, uh, it can't come soon enough uh, for him, his number to be retired and put next to, uh, you know, the greats of the Mets. And, you know, I'll be the first one in line for tickets for that game, just as we were when we saw Mike Piazza get his number retired. I wore that number 31 for all my sports growing up. I had Piazza's pictures on my wall. I still do. I have David Wright posters and pictures and bobbleheads. And I'll shed a tear or two, just like I did for Mike Piazza. But... Are there any other players, maybe like a Carlos Beltran? Do you think he gets his number retired as a New York Met? He was such a he was such a great Met, and um, the sad part is he's only you know everybody remembers him as you know striking out, looking against St. Louis in 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 a year that I believe was 20, 2007, I believe, um, and he struck out looking. Uh, but there was a lot that led up to it. It wasn't his fault, you know. Um, but I think a lot of people have bad taste in their mouth. Some people hate Beltram, although he was an excellent player for the Mets, excellent player uh, for the Giants when he left for KC. I just think he's not a, a true blue Met. Uh, he didn't spend uh, his entire career. He bounced around after that for a while. I think maybe that off-field incident with the uh, cheating scandal that went on, uh, with the Astros, we'll kind of put him out of the uh, the picture for now. Um, I wouldn't put him up there. I don't. I don't think he he is a, a true Met. Um, you could say that again uh, about Keith Hernandez. He spent more time with St. Louis, but he embraced the Mets and New York. He continues to embrace New York, and he was just a, a fan favorite, and um, the fans love him. So I, I think that's where you have the differences between those two. So we talked about the Mets in the past. This season is poised to be a very strong one for the Mets. What do you think the Mets look like right now? Like, how do you feel about the team as a whole and what Steve Cohen has done in the offseason, acquiring Max Scherzer and other players to bolster the lineup? 
I mean, I think we're going in the right direction. I don't think we're, we're done yet, but you know, any team that comes into city field, uh, if we're traveling down to Atlanta or one of our competitors to have to face DeGrom number one, Scherzer number two um, is going to be a, a great site. And if we do get into the playoffs, I mean, at this point, it'll be a, a big letdown if we don't get into the playoffs. But on a, in a short series to have to face, you know, DeGrom and Scherzer multiple times throughout a short series is going to be in, incredible to watch. And the only team that I think that might have a, a better um, number one and number two and, and also has a great bullpen, which we still have to work on, is uh, the Dodgers. Otherwise, I don't think there's another team out there uh, that can put the uh, pitching out there and then also put out a, a great team on the field. And I don't think it's over yet. I still think there's opportunity for another starting pitcher. Um, uh, we have plenty of money. Um, they don't mind going over luxury tax if they have to, to, um, uh, to get a winner here in New York, finally. Um, but I think it's not over yet. I think there's a chance that we get a, you know, maybe a Chris Bryant or, or get somebody else um, that we could use to either play in the, you know, play in the field on an everyday basis or some additional uh, people on the bench. Uh, so I'm very excited. And again, if we don't make the playoffs this year, it's a, it's a major disappointment. And I think, uh, Buck Showalter was a, a perfect candidate and a perfect hire for this team. Um, I think there's some young players on there that could really use uh, the the um, the know-how of uh, Showalter. I think there's older players that respect him, uh, seen what he's done with the Yankees, with the Baltimore Oreos. I mean, he had nothing in, in Baltimore, and he still made them competitive and made those guys play on a daily basis hard. So. I'm looking forward to the season and um, definitely making a strong, strong play, pay, uh, playoff uh, push. And, you know, hopefully Uncle Stevie, as we call him here in New York, will spend some more of his money and bring some additional players uh, for the bullpen and uh, uh, the back part of our uh, starting staff. Steve Cohen is certainly a guy who would spend more money on this organization. He's shown how much he loves the team and the fans, would you put money behind this Mets team? Because currently they have the third best odds on DraftKings to win the World Series at plus 950 behind the Dodgers and the Yankees. Do you like those odds? Will you put money on the Mets? I will put money on the Mets. I just do not like the order of the odds. I don't see how they put the Yankees in front of the Mets. Uh, looks like our one-two is starting pitching is better than theirs. Um, we've seen Cole come up kind of uh, short in um, uh, towards the end of last year when it really mattered. I don't think he can pitch under the pressure of being here in New York. And Especially very, when they got uh, rid of the sticky stuff. Exactly. As soon as he got rid of the sticky stuff, all of a sudden things started to go haywire. Uh, they have a lot of injury-prone players on that team. You know, you, you have, you know, Aaron Judge is great. He can't stay healthy. If he stays healthy, uh, that'll be big for them. Uh, but, you know, they got other players, you know, they, they got um, a guy John that Carlos can't, Stanton, who they injury can't even prone. play in the f- injury prone, can't play the field, you know, so it, 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 
it puts them in a bind. And so I don't see them as being the number two. I see the Mets being number two. I agree with the Dodgers being number one. They got an amazing um, pitching staff. They got great players. Um, they, they, they've been there the last few years. So uh, they would be a tough out. Uh, but I, I put the Mets up there and I'll definitely be putting uh, some money on that. But, you know, let's keep that between the two of us. All right. Yeah. Sorry, mom, if you're listening, but that is all I have for you and for this discussion about the Mets. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And I guess for making me a Mets fan, you know, beginning of the season, I'm going to be there. Um, I'm all in. So LGM. There we go. So I'm sure at the beginning of the season, we'll hear the old, um, the old uh, South Park, uh, and the season now, is family over. guy, family guy, family guy. So I'm sure we'll hear that many times at the beginning of the season, but I think we're looking, uh, looking good. So uh, let's go Mets. And thanks for having me.